Hey everybody, it's your host, Blunt Brooke, and tonight we're going to be discussing aliens with one of my dear friends, Dale, and I'm so thankful to have him as a guest on my show. I've always loved conversations with him because we don't necessarily have the same beliefs and he's always been so respectful um, and just is able to have a good conversation and discussion about topics, so thank you so much, Dale, for being on here tonight. Oh, yeah, definitely. You're welcome. And, uh, you know, glad to actually get a spotlight on here, especially with what we're talking about. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So, what initially got you interested in aliens? Oh, that's that's a pretty long story. I mean, like, uh, from a good age, or from a younger age, uh, me and my brother have always been really interested in anything paranormal and UFO-related. You know, growing up watching X-Files and... Mm -hmm. And, you know, unsolved mysteries, like my mom would always have unsolved mysteries playing all the time <laughs> when we come home, so a lot of... So you just are drawn to, like, the unknown and the curiosity of it. Oh, yeah, mystery. definitely. I could see that. So for me, like, and I'm going to be completely honest, I, growing up, I was always, you know, told that, like, aliens and UFOs, that's, like, bull crap, and that's, like, crazy people believe that kind of stuff. So I never gave it a second thought until a while back and I was shopping and I came across this t-shirt that said humans aren't real and I had a picture of an alien on the front and it just like spawned this whole thought process of like that is freaking hilarious because like what if aliens are like some of us that are like oh humans aren't real this is a myth wow. and it I don't know it got me really interested so I've been studying and learning just very recently about aliens and so i'm curious about it um some joel's family actually have swore like they swear that they have seen ufos before oh wow um, that's pretty cool unfortunately i haven't <laughs> gotten to experience an actual like ufo myself but um there's a couple of places i've gone to as far as uh like trying to trying to see something or, you know, like up higher on mountains and stuff, trying to see if there's, there's anything going on. But, uh, there's a mountain in North Carolina, I think it's called Brown Mountain. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that supposedly has a lot of UFO sightings around there. Really? So the mountain in North Carolina, people have seen UFOs. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of the hot spots that's near, that's anywhere really around um, Georgia or South Carolina mm -hmm. or anything. Um, there's not really too many places in the South that actually have uh, a lot of hot spots. It's right. more around uh, towards like the Midwest and mm -hmm. and uh, stuff like that from you know California and all the way up to Minnesota. And stuff. Now, I want to say it was 1952. In 1952, there was video of orbs flying around the White House. Have you seen that footage? No, I don't recall that one right now. It was on a documentary that I was watching on Netflix. And it was like six of them. And they would like come in and sit there. And it was literally like just a, a light orb. And then it was like super fast and like its movement was weird. And it was too fast because they were talking about how fast it was moving. And from what they registered at the time, um, it was like 
faster than what they could register at the time like if that makes sense so their guess was since it was so much faster than what they could record on this tool they thought it was going like a thousand miles per hour that was their guess i don't know if that's completely accurate but um yes it was just very strange and that's not the first time that's happened in that one particular spot now that's the only one that i've personally read about ufos being east everything i've read mostly everything is like in utah out west and things like that yeah so interesting thing about utah there's a skinwalker ranch around mm -hmm. there and, i was uh, reading about this recently that's interesting because um like okay so skinwalker ranch that it has a bunch of has a bunch of cattle mutilations and then uh, a lot of really weird sightings and uh you know it got it got skinwalker ranch from the navajo they, yes um i was reading about this literally just a little bit ago the um the tribe and the land for the navajo is butted up to this ranch so one of the legends that i heard about this ranch is that it's butted up to the Navajo property and they say that this ranch is cursed by shamans and evil spirits of the Navajo tribe And so that's how it got its nickname Skywalker Ranch. It's actually called Sherman Ranch. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that or not So but. yeah, skinwalkers they're um their thing is like they were basically evil witch doctors mm -hmm. like um, as far as like the Navajo go um you have medicine men, and then when medicine men dabble in more darker, um, darker arts as far as you know, um, curses and things like that, they they then have to um, eat human flesh. So what? you basically like become a cannibal, and that's what turns you into a skinwalker. Oh, so it's all technically well not technically folklore i mean yeah it's kind of folklore um do you think they really did that i mean yeah i mean there, there's a lot of cannibalisms throughout different tribes and stuff and that, that's very true and then as far as i mean the navajo themselves weren't but um let's say you get a, a medicine man that just kind of goes off his rocker and stuff but then skinwalkers can take the form of like an animal Mm -hmm. um, usually like a coyote or, or dog or something like that and on the ranch they have is a cattle farm so on the ranch they there's been sightings of wolves mm -hmm. that have been around the ridge line of uh, of the actual homestead on the ranch and then the wolves will actually get close and come in and then they'll come out like the people would come out after them try and chase them off and there'd be nothing there and no tracks of the wolves Wow so I, I was looking into kind of like the history of the ranch and like where it came from and everything and so I don't know when this person bought this cut I didn't find it but Terry Sherman originally bought he was the owner of the ranch so I guess that's why it's called Sherman Ranch but he got so spooked after just living there for 18 months that he sold the ranch 512 acres for $200,000. I can't, that's so cheap. But anyways, 
Um, he sold the ranch to a Robert Bigelow. Bigelow, however do you know how you But Sherman was freaked out because he claimed to have seen crop circles, UFOs, and repeated mutilation of his cattle. And he said that it was in an odd manner. It was very surgical and very blood, like in a bloodless manner. Yeah. So they weren't like going out there and just slaughtering their cows. They were literally just like using them. Do you think they were using them to study them? Yeah, usually. And and, uh, and a lot of the uh, UFO sightings, as far as cattle mutilations, uh, the carcasses are usually completely dried out of all blood or drained of all bloods and fluids. And then it looks like more surgical knife marks Mm -hmm. or um, just chunks taken away that haven't been ripped away like by animals so i cut away yeah right there's usually claw marks or bite marks or something like that from animals right these seem more more precise and with uh sharp instruments i wonder if aliens are like vampires that's like their lifestyle i know that's like totally random and weird but like why are you draining animals of their blood well, I mean, a lot of people. I wonder what they would use it for. A lot of people think that they're um, doing almost like DNA testing, as oh. far as okay, like you know, there's a running theory that aliens are just keeping tabs on us and making sure you know we're in the lines or confines of whatever they want us to be in. Mm-hmm. So if they know at all points what, like, from the fact or from us raising cattle to us raising weaponized uh, anything weaponized then uh you know they're gonna keep tabs on that and cattle are just something that we use as a food source and they're gonna make sure i mean it seems like they're gonna keep tabs on us as far as like food and things like that so it's not i don't think it's anything that's inherently like evil by it um i think it's more of curiosity yeah just... well i feel like okay in my eyes we're doing to aliens what they're doing to us on a kind of a scale like we know that aliens are real so they say some people debate it whatever and so we're kind of keeping tabs on them in a way too at a certain level and i feel like if aliens are real they're so technical technologically advanced compared to us they're studying us in different ways that we haven't quite recognized yet. I mean, okay, mm-hmm. so there's a theory that I run with as far as aliens go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, aliens, the uh, UFOs actually, they appear majority of the time around nuclear facilities. Um, and then a lot of times you have crop circles and cattle mutilations, things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, with cattle mutilations you have them looking at our uh at what we eat you know most americans are going to eat a burger i mean the cattle cattle production is you know uh just worlds above anything else that we produce here in the u.s and i think they're trying to keep us in check so there's a lot of sightings around nuclear facilities and anywhere that they have actual like 
weapon testing, like in the deserts in Nevada and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever they were testing, um, whenever they were testing nuclear bombs in the deserts, there were sightings of UFOs around there. And I think, I think it's more or less of them being curious about us. I think it's more of them keeping tabs, making sure we don't go over, you know, like one step above where we need to be. And I think they're kind of, you know, testing us as far as, you know, their sightings and stuff. They're becoming more well-known. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because of the recent release of information from the government or do you think that it's people being more open-minded nowadays than they were back then i think it's more talked about now because you got the the crash of roswell in the 50s Mm -hmm. and you know that that was big news back then was you know it was government cover-up government cover-up you know it's oh this is just a weather balloon Mm-hmm. And you know, like they always try to play it off as something else. Yeah. So now, like it was, it was never kosher to, or even like generally accepted to question things, and you get that from the government, you know, and from just society in general. It wasn't okay to question things. Right. And now, nowadays, with new age of things coming out, and society being more inquisitive and wanting just no answer straight out um i think it's just it really created a spike in ufo curiosity mm-hmm. and then in trying to find the actual like the actual meanings of everything and then trying to figure out what everyone's hiding yeah i could see that so I feel like we all know the answer, but do you think aliens are real, and why? Like, what makes you think? I mean, I I truly think that aliens are are real. You know, I'll go on the record and say that. Um, there's, I mean, there's a lot of uh, different theories out there as far as what's out there, mm-hmm. and then there's even a simulation that was brought out. To where, you know, there's a high chance that there's civilizations out there away from Earth mm-hmm. that are, that actually exist. I mean, there's a high chance, high probability of it. However, since there is a higher probability, the actual probability of them being smarter than us is actually pretty small. Really? Yeah. Um, but, I mean... The fact that the fact that we do have um, spacecraft and stuff like that that's around us that I mean we just we have no idea how it's created where it comes from or anything mm-hmm. I mean I think it's I think it's more of I want to know more than like I believe that they're real and that I want to know more about them instead of like trying to just deny and just try and, you know, brush it up to being nothing. Right. I don't know. I've, like I said, this is all like a new fascination within myself about aliens, but I feel like people would be ignorant 
to think that there's not something more out there. Yeah. I mean, you got, like, even recent posts on Twitter um, from Elon Musk. You know, he's like, I'm not saying that there's aliens, but there's aliens. And, you know, like, several months ago, he he actually posted up that, you know, the, like, all of their trips to the uh, to space with their SpaceX rockets and stuff like that. They haven't called anything. And then he comes out a couple month, like a couple months after that, just recently, and says that there are aliens. I mean, it's it's just kind of, you know, he's not a government force. He's a private sector. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he could say one thing or another, but, I mean, his influences are, like, have been widely known to... They have to be careful what he says, usually, yeah. because, like, Cause, I mean, it's he, out there, it's out there. Like, he, he himself skyrocketed Dogecoin and then plummeted it all in a matter of a couple months. So... Wow. Okay. So, Bob Lazar. Have you ever heard of Bob Lazar? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, um... He is a conspiracy theorist who used to work for the government and he claims to have been hired to reverse engineer extraterrestrial technology just south of Area 51. Right. And then he worked there for just six months and got released. And um, I was kind of looking into him and he was on a podcast with Joe Rogan. And I watched it, and I really feel like he's full of crap. I feel like he's making a lot of it up. Not saying that all of it's made up, but I feel like a good portion of it is full of crap. Because if you just watch him, like watch it, not just listen to the podcast, but actually watch it, his whole demeanor, like the whole time, is just nervous. And he says that he got a migraine just before he went on there. And he has to keep stopping in mid-sentence. And he's like, oh, my migraine. I'm so sorry. I've lost my train of thought. And then, like, he'll go off on some other tangent. So, I don't know if it's necessarily, like, everything he says is, like, you know, over-exaggerated. And he's making a lot of it up. Or if he's acting that way because he has to be careful of what he says. Because he did work for the government. Bob Lazar carries... A bit of weight with its name. I mean, yes. Um, one of the biggest things he did was he came out and said that NASA and the government have a new um, a new element that's not on the periodic table. Yep, he was talking about that in the podcast. Uh, what's it called? What was it? I think I want to say it was something like unattainment or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what. But anyway, it's a new element on the table. It's not quite listed there yeah, yet. Yeah, so it, it wasn't listed on the periodic table. Um, and uh, But he leaked the source or leaked the information about it. He said, you know, I have this, this metal that's not on there. And then, was it like six years later, NASA and the government finally came out and said, oh, yeah, you know, like, here's this new this new element on the on the periodic table and Bob Lazar is like, I told you guys. Yeah. So and with 
with him being on Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan to me, like he, he tends to lead conversations to where he makes the person uncomfortable right. and he questions, like he questions their motives mm-hmm. and he questions like their character. Mm-hmm. And if you're not used to it, you're going to be shaken up by it. I like, can see that. He likes to trigger people as well, like, as far as, like... I feel like it's... So, if they are, you know, lying or whatever, it, it'll eventually come out in the episode, and he'll call their bluff. Right. I feel like that's why he's so um, intimidating. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, he really... he He's really good at, like, grilling people or, like, you know, saying, okay, well, you said this, but you now have to back it up with your claim. Right. And with Bob Lazar... I mean, with every conspiracy theory, there's a bunch of fluff mm-hmm. that's shrouding the truth. Right. So and I feel like that's how it was watching him on the episode. Like I said, maybe not all of it was true. Maybe there is, you know, a bit. Like, yeah, he he might have been working on this project for the government. But I feel like a lot of it was fluff. I mean, and yeah, and whenever you're, like, when you're divulging things about, like, government cover-ups and stuff like that, I mean, you have to watch what you say and how you say it. Mm-hmm. And if you make people not believe you, then, you know, the government's basically, like, they're watching you. They're going to mm-hmm. be like, okay, no harm, no foul. And if they just think that you're just a bumbling idiot, you know, then you can get away with saying anything. Right. And be discredited. Yep. You know, it's kind of, there's a theory of why the tabloids were created. And it was because the UFO sightings and government conspiracies started popping up in the media. Mm-hmm. And so what the CIA did was they planted CIA members into the media, to journalists, and um, they would create tabloids. Like, any time they would get, a, like, a source would tell them about, like, a UFO sighting or about... Uh, some Mothman is on this bridge or whatever, they would take that and then create some kind of really crazy, exact, like, exaggerated story mm-hmm. and then post it into the media and immediately discredit their source. So they have a way of covering things up whenever they want to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so this might seem like a strange question, but when I was studying this, like, a lot of people have said, like, there's different shapes, UFOs, they're not all the same, and different types of aliens. So, what do you think an alien is? Do you think it is, like, a human-type being, or do you think it's, like, a a force? I mean, okay, so, we're, we're trying to pinpoint something that's unknown and whenever you do that you raise a lot of questions Mm -hmm. and then you get a bunch of theories out there there's tons of like there's charts of actual like aliens and their sizes and shapes i mean you have and then you have the origins of aliens like where are they from and where do they live um and like to me i don't think there's one specific type of alien like of course, you have your, your gray men, which, uh, that, that's your general public's idea of an alien. Like the things you see on TV. Yeah. gray, big bug eyes, and... Yeah, I mean... Stringy-looking beings. That's the most documented. Either they're short and stumpy, or they're long and 
frail looking and thin mm -hmm. and they're, but they're always gray but you know where that actually comes from mm -mm. so there's a actual doc there's a movie called a fire in the sky mm -hmm. and all right so a fire in the sky is about uh i mean it's a movie but it's based off of the actual event that happened so there's five or six loggers that um that were heading home one night and they saw a ufo in the sky uh well they saw a bright light and uh, Travis Walton actually, you know, got out of his truck and went to investigate it, and then he ended up, like, going missing, mm -hmm. and there's, like, an invisible force that pushed one of the other guys back, um, and then they went to town not knowing what happened, not knowing how to explain it, and, you know, all this is actually based off of a true story that actually happened in the town, and, you know, they... They were suspected of foul play and, you know, like, they were all, like, about to be put on trial for this. And, you know, there's a big uproar in town. You know, they thought that, you know, these guys killed one of their friends and, you know, buried him somewhere and is making a UFO story up. Well, over the course of a couple of days, this goes on and then the guy eventually makes his way back. And he's completely traumatized. Has Like, he's, he doesn't speak to anybody. Um, and then eventually he starts telling his story, starts telling what happened. So his story of what happened actually inspired the majority of the UFO um, abduction movies that have came out since then. And then what UFOs actually look like, because he described them as, you know, really dark, soulless eyes mm -hmm. and that they were gray and that they were in. Like, his time there, there, he was in a spaceship, but it was, like, almost like flesh around the walls. It was, it was almost like a living being hmm. inside the ship. And that uh, they would come in, they would dissect him bit by bit, they would poke and prod him, and then, like, he could see them in, you know, in surgical outfits and stuff, and they would go around. He was hooked up to a bunch of monitors. And for like four or five days, he was just being tortured and dissected and experimented on. And wow. then he came back. And then, like, they sent him back down to Earth. And then he has no idea, like, who to tell, what to do about it. And it, it made national, you know, it made, you know, a lot of noise and media so, sources and everything was that one of the first recorded abductions ever was his story no uh one of the first ones was actually um in the 50s uh it was um was it the couple it yeah. was an old man and old woman wasn't it barney and betty hill yeah so yeah uh barney and betty hill they actually were as far as as far as the press and everything is concerned like they were the first ones who actually shared an abduction story. Mm -hmm. And it was extremely interesting because they were um, an African-American couple that actually, in the 50s, they, they you know, African-Americans had to keep a lower profile because of everything going on during that time. And it, it was extremely... Uh, controversial? Yeah, it was, it was extremely controversial for any of them to like actually make headlines and news mm -hmm. and with their sighting you know 
they would be immediately discredited if it wasn't for like how detailed their signing was and right. you know, they were going down they were just driving down the road one night and then a bright light came to their car and completely engulfed their car and then the next thing they know they were back in their car but several hours later. wow and this was back in the 60s yeah um 1961 so like this was fairly new thing right besides like the sighting um it was 1952, so this is like the first actual abduction, recorded abduction. Right. Not just UFO sighting, it was the actual abduction. Right. And then, you know, before that was Roswell, was the the Roswell, New Mexico. See, crash. I don't know too much about Roswell. I just know that it was like the first ever crash where they actually got to see a UFO. Right? Yeah, so a lot of the stories come from the the military and the military police that were around there um the locals really didn't get to see too much of it they you know there's evidence of a crash and it really it's really weird um to see it it looks like it almost looks like an aluminum parachute what was around it and stuff and then you see a bunch of wreckage and apparently they there was photographs and eyewitness accounts of them carrying out small gray bodies. Hmm. Um, and this was before um, the other movie ever came out. Like, this crash technically happened before this movie ever came out. Yeah. So they couldn't base oh, the gray bodies off of that movie, right? So, uh, with the with the accounts of the loggers, mm -hmm. that's where the media, or that's where Hollywood actually bases all of their um, alien abduction stories from. You know, like okay. all the movies now, you know, if they're getting experimented on or spaceships and stuff like that come from his account. Wow. So, uh, because he gave such a detailed account of it, mm -hmm. and, you know, he had nightmares of, like, after he came back, he would have vivid nightmares of what happened and so based off of that's what the media actually Can you imagine thought. like being accountable for like this whole like alien craze just because of your account yeah i mean it's wow that'd it's, be wild it's definitely it would be crazy and i mean it would be fun at first but then you'd have to think man that would get it would get so annoying because you'd have so many people coming up yeah. and you'd be like a sideshow attraction yeah Absolutely. So, um, one of the first sightings ever, like documented sightings that I found was for 1440 BCE in Lower Egypt. Now, I was um, reading up on and watching things and trying to just learn because I'm new to all this and I find it fascinating. But... Most of the encounters, I feel like the real encounters with UFOs, all document the same thing throughout time. And so, like, even back when um, there wasn't a media and things like that, all the encounters were so pretty much 
like the same paper document and the same type thing. It says, according to the disputed Thule Papyrus, the scribes of the pharaoh Thutmose III reported that fiery discs were encountered floating over the skies. And someone disputed the legitimacy of it. But, like, even back then, like, nowadays you have media and you have internet. So, it's literally, like, anything you want to know, you just look it up and you have answers just like that. But, like, back then they didn't have all that. So, I feel like it would have to be, like, a yeah. true thing. I mean, I like, know. from back then, there's a lot of conspiracies as far as, you know, like, why were the pyramids even built? Mm-hmm. You know, and and more recently, we figured we found out through um, lidar, which it it basically uh, it three D maps mm-hmm. the the ground, and they flew it over you know the Great Pyramids and stuff, and they were actually able to find chambers up on the upper portion of the uh, pyramids, and then they went in and you know, mapped on the inside and everything. And they figured out that not only are there chambers that they can't get to, but there's chambers, once they went in there, that are actually kind of like gas chambers, but not as far as like, you know, like how we think gas chambers. What's more of a, uh, a chamber that harnesses Basically, like, it, it's a chamber that harnesses, um... Energy? Yeah, a chamber that harnesses energy. Um, as far as, you know, it, it basically creates, like, a steam. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like, it's kind of like that, where they would have... The top of the pyramids were highly conductive. Right. So they were actually, like, the pyramids we see now are actually, like, layers and layers down from what they were. Mm-hmm. So I they, can see that. They had more of a, a white coating around them, and that the top was plated in gold. Wow. So the gold would actually act as a, a conductor mm-hmm. and a heat source. So it would actually... With, so it's kind of like a sauna. Kind of. It's more like a, like a hydrogen-based energy source. So you would have, like, pools of water on the top, like, underneath that that first little triangle part of the pyramid mm-hmm. and like straight underneath the point and it would heat that and then it would funnel down into other like into lower chambers like the gas would and then it would be able to almost like hydro conduct things mm-hmm. um and there's like further evidence of um like different chambers being used for like conduct electricity and things like that and so they actually figured, you know, they use things that would conduct electricity and experiment on things that conduct electricity um, back then. And that's how they were able to even, like, go into pyramids and finish building them. You know, because once you put a top over it, you can't really see anything. Right. But uh, they would use, you know, they have clay jars that you would put fruits on and you can uh put a copper wire through it and it, you've made electricity through it mm-hmm. so, like um i think you can do that with potatoes in it potatoes i think i think so and yeah you can make your own electricity that's yeah. so cool um so you know all they needed is something 
Uh, I mean, they could create create a spark from that. They basically you do just anything need to a create conductor. a light. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I've heard um, that people think the pyramids are UFOs. Yeah, that that's pretty interesting. Um, a TV show called Stargate SG One. They actually uh, further delved into that. And, I mean, you know, this TV show is it's completely fake and like not real, but it's it's kind of fun to see like somebody actually take that thought, that idea, mm-hmm. and create a race that's actually Egyptian like aliens, <laughs> and then to like the movie of the Stargate. Stargate movie actually had the pyramids actually rise up and then shoot off into space, like wow. as actual spaceships. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been other movies like that and other like. But there hasn't been ever any actual evidence proven to where it could even be a possibility, right? No, I mean it's all just theory. Like, yeah. oh, we think it could be, but there's no actual evidence anywhere. Right. I mean, you know. The pyramids themselves, they're not they're not gonna move anywhere. Like there's there's no way they can move anywhere or anything like that. But there have been triangular shaped spacecraft that have been sighted. Mm-hmm. But nothing like it's more of a flat triangle and not one that's actually erected and you know, it it looks almost two D and shadowy instead of some giant building floating in the sky. Okay, so hear me out. This may sound crazy, but I mean, we're talking about aliens after all. Okay, so that's, you know, pretty far-fetched. But what if aliens are real, okay, and they're kind of like humans, but in their own way. So, like, no two humans, unless you're identical twins, are going to look the same. There's different races. There's different colors. There's different shapes. There's different sizes. And we all drive different kinds of cars. So, like, okay, the spacecraft is their car. Because there are recordings of it being cube-shaped. There's recordings of it being cigar-shaped or circular or disc or whatever. And then we were just talking about um, recordings of them being short and gray. And then there's recordings of them being tall and gray with black eyes. And there's um, some with, like, green eyes. So, like... What if it's just like humans, but aliens? So, you mean like they go to their their spacecraft auto dealer yes. and they, they just you're like I would like a cube shaped UFO. I don't want your typical disc shape. That's so outdated. <laughs> Hit me with the cube. I mean, and I don't a, know. I mean, funny. is that like is that so strange to think that that could even be a possibility? Well, I think more of, like, material aspect is more kind of a human thing to do. Because um, you don't really see that in any other species on Earth. Like, it's just, it's more humans yeah. being like, okay, well, you know, I want this car with this option and this bell and whistle. And I want it in this color. And, you know, I don't want anything that makes me look like... Uh, 28-year-old soccer mom. Maybe their shapes serve different purposes. Yeah, I mean, the, that's definitely more where where I think it would be along the lines. You got Instead of materialistic, it's like, this shape allows me to fly to the Milky Way at this rate per hour, and 
I don't know. I don't know. This is all just, you know. Well, I mean, you know, um, as far as that goes, I mean, we do have aircraft for different things. Like, uh, we've yeah. got we've got Boeing 747s, you know, mm-hmm. like things that carry travelers from one place to another. Then you've got bomber jets. Then you have, um, you have fighter jets. You have, right. you know, like, things that can reach, you know, several... But, you know, they can break this sound barrier and then go beyond that. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think there could be different spacecraft, you know, things that are like observers or things that are meant to, like, go super fast. Like what, you know, the military released or the Pentagon released the uh, video evidence of an actual UFO sighting by one of their, by some of their planes, their fighter jets. And they couldn't even keep up with it. So, I mean... Yeah, I I did remember um, reading about that. Okay. So, you were talking about how um, you thought there could be aliens throughout the galaxy in different areas and things like that. I could see that. And it makes me wonder if there's, like, different kinds of aliens on each galaxy because there's so many different galaxies there's not just ours so like here in the world you know there's different kinds of people in each country and each nation and things like that and they all look differently so what if like depending on you know you look different you're a different style alien depending on where you're from well that, that touches <laughs> back on you know like what you're talking about with uh like different looks of aliens um mm-hmm. i mean you've got the Viking-looking alien, um, and then, like, you know, they're super tall, humanoid, um, and actually some of them can look like us, you know, like, as far as, like, uh, the Viking-style alien would be more, like, above six foot tall, males, uh, masculine, like, extremely, like, sculpted muscles. Burly, um, more, like, alpha-style yeah, more, you know, like, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, they, they try and fit, like, a picture-perfect, mm-hmm. um, like, humanoid, um, as far as, you know, like, what, around, like, Norway and stuff like that, you know, as, as far as, like, a, more, like, Icelandic, um, right. humanoid. And then, uh, go ahead. And then, uh, going, going further than that, there's even... Uh, Icelandic tales of actual like green humans coming really? from the middle of the earth. Huh. So and that touches on another theory of hollow earth, but we're not. I, I think that's a different topic there. But the the human like the story goes that uh, it was this boy and girl that came up um, to a small Icelandic village, and I think it was in Iceland and Norway, somewhere around there. Um, and, uh, they came and, like, the boy actually got really sick, uh, on his way there and ended up dying, uh, shortly after, like, reaching the village. But the little girl lived and she was telling them, she was probably about, like, 10, 12 years old, but she was telling them that she comes from the, like, she comes from the earth. Like, she comes from a dark, a deep, dark cave Hmm. where there's tons of people that are just like her with their skin green and that uh there's an artificial sun that brings them light 
because uh, it's so dark there that they have to have a light source. So huh. there's a, See, I've never heard this theory before. Yeah. So um, it's real interesting to look into. But yeah, it's it's a. Uh, um, it ends up, you know, like she passes away shortly after because uh, the sun actually hurts her skin and makes her sick. Um, and she's not used to being anywhere other than some kind of like really dark place. Mm -hmm. And she says she comes from the center of the earth. Hmm. So, you know, that, that's tales from, I mean, that, that story that's is probably so strange. Like hundreds of years old. And you know, it's just one of those things like, you know, do aliens come from above? Do they come from below? Are they all over? Yeah, I feel like they could be. And I wanted to touch touch base on something you said earlier about how where it's been studied, they don't think that aliens are necessarily smarter than humans. They're right at the same level. And I could see that. I don't think they're necessarily smarter than us. I feel like they're more intelligent on certain subjects. So, like, their subject that they would be, you know, considered smarter than us would be technology. I feel like... We're more advanced than they are as far as the civilization aspect. And I feel like that might be why they study. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one theory. On to study us. That's one theory that was ran on the simulation. Oh, really? Yeah. And, but uh, as far as, you know, the possibility of, of civilizations being out there and then the possibility of them being more intelligent than us. But it's not... The fact that it's a simulation and it's a theory mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's anything proven. Yeah, it's and just a theory. Then the fact that, you know, we do see crafts that are, like, well more, like, way more advanced than anything mm -hmm. that we have on Earth. I mean, mm -hmm. there's definitely some kind of intelligent life out there. But that does bring in the question of why haven't they really came to us? And what are their purpose? Like, it, it brings several really big questions to the table of, mm -hmm. you know, if they're so much smarter, why don't they wipe us out? Why don't they show us, like, right. make us fear them? You know, why are they being so, um, so in the background of everything and just trying to be away from humans? And, you know, like, yes, we do have footage of them, of ships, but we don't actually have footage of actual aliens, aliens really walking around. Right. Um, there's footage of weird things happening, like um, with the cows, the cattle on Skinwalker Ranch. There's footage of flying saucers and like their cows being messed with and just random weird things like that. But like as far as like actual beings, you don't. Right. So what if, what if instead of there's nothing more intelligent than us out there, because that that's a human thing to do is to think that we're top of the food chain all the time yeah and there's nothing better than us but what if there's something so so far advanced than us that we can't even communicate on their level mm -hmm. that's one of the bigger theories is that they're so much more advanced than us it's like a waste of time so to speak in a way yeah i mean there's a theory of they have a a really highly advanced um, society and then their world like their society collapses and it's due to wars or 
you know, battling minds and stuff like Global that. Global warming. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, difference, difference of views and stuff. And what if aliens are coming to Earth to... Scope out? To Well, not to scope us out to, like, you know, make us slaves or anything like that, but mm -hmm. to more of, like, make sure we're going on the right path and... With them looking over nuclear test facilities and stuff like that, nuclear nuclear power plants, um, a lot of, you know, that there's a lot of government sightings that are kept hush hush, mm -hmm. and you know, eventually make it on, onto record and they get redacted. Like, yes, there has been a lot of that and um, over. Yes, a lot of projects. It's like, oh no, we don't have this project going on. That's a lie. And then like years later, it's like, yeah, we really did like waste billions of dollars on yeah. this project. Sorry, we lied, guys. I mean, you know, like some really odd thing that China did um, in the past ten years is they created the world's biggest satellite. Hmm. Um, it sends out a radio signal and it intercepts radio radio signals. In twenty nineteen, they I believe twenty nineteen they finally got it operational. So I wonder what caused them to do that. Like what event caused them to be like, I want to get a satellite. I want to build a satellite. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of things. Um, you know, whenever like the sixties and seventies. We started getting technology to where we can intercept radio signals mm -hmm. from further in space, and we started sending out signals in space. Well, you know, fifteen, like ten, fifteen, twenty years down the road, we get signals back, and they're repeating signals. It's not like a faint signal and then it goes away. It's repeating and it keeps going and going. So scientists. And governments have been saying that there are intelligent life forms that are trying to communicate with us. We just have to find the frequency. Mm -hmm. Have and to it, learn to speak their language. Right. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because, you know, that was um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That was, that's how they communicated was through a keyboard doing different <laughs> notes. You know, it's, it's kind of funny how that kind of... Uh, it kind of goes around there, and it's like, oh, okay, so this movie, which was one of the greatest, like, alien movies ever, kind of had some kind of factual communication basis there, but there's a space mission that NASA conducted um, probably about 15, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. um, and it was to basically, like, go to this rock that's been like this asteroid that's been sending out a frequency to earth um and it's been a it's been a constant repeating frequency hmm. well they wanted to send it out and it was like touted upon being like a mission to see how far basically send like a exploratory probe mm -hmm. out and you know when they sent it there it's like great okay you know we can send it here it's great like, we just did another landmark achievement of how far we could send something out into space. But, you know, like, it was sending repeating messages over and over. And so, what if instead of them just spending millions and billions of dollars seeing how far they can throw a stone, 
or if they were trying to figure out understand the signals yeah and nothing got released on that it was just like oh yeah so we made it here and then that's it but what if they were trying to decode that signal and Mm -hmm. then sent out an exploratory drone that was in that in that probe i feel like there's so much more happening oh i know there is so much more happening than what they allow us to see and to know. Right. I mean, that's already been proven multiple times. Even with the uh, the Freedom of Information Act that mm-hmm. got passed, um, uh, what, about a year ago now? Um, and then they had to release more about unidentified flying phenomenon. That was in June of this year. But the thing is, everything's been so heavily redacted that you can get bits and pieces of information here and there, but nothing that makes any sense. I mean, you've got... I feel like that's why there's so many conspiracy theories out there. It's because people are trying to piece it together on their own with what little bit they're given. Right, and then truth gets shrouded in mystery, and then that gives way to imagination. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I do believe that some UFO stories are embellished and... Or, or completely just rubbish. Like As with any any kind of story or belief. Right. You know? um, one of the conspiracies that my friend believes is because, like, one of the big questions is, why is there not more out there about aliens? Like, why are they not telling us this and everything? And one of my friend's theory is that it's because if aliens are real and if there is other life out there than just what we know so far that it will derail everything of like what america and the world was based on like as far as like religion and everything which like usually there's two options is like how humans came about is like you know god and then other people is usually the big bang theory mm-hmm. one of the two so my friend was like you know if aliens are real it would like debunk so many things, blah blah blah, and it would just cause this whole catastrophic, catastrophic uproar. So, What's your I mean, when you go like God and and creation and stuff, like I don't think that really plays too much part in aliens. I mean, I think I think as far as like aliens and religion go, I mean, people have tried to piece like, oh, you know. Catholics are actually like worshiping aliens, you know, like and then, really, I've never yeah. heard this before. <laughs> yeah, spend a little bit of time on History Channel two, and mm-hmm. it it goes way deep, way too fast, <laughs> and it gets really bizarre. Like they account anything and everything as as far as like any belief system, anything that has ever created, they try and pin it on aliens. <laughs> so, and I mean, like to me, like. I don't think you should try and combine aliens with with religion. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as like, I mean, it, it does bring up like interesting questions, like the Greek and Romans and stuff. They they believed, and all the pagans they believed in different gods. Mm-hmm. What if those different gods were just aliens? Were aliens that yeah. had abilities and powers, and they were showing people them, mm-hmm. and then people would worship the aliens, and then they had to take on some kind of, like, you know, like, all these mythical beasts and stuff, what if they were alien creatures? Mm-hmm. But 
there's no evidence of any of that ever existing. So, right. So it's literally just a theory. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, you have ancient civilizations and ancient, like, texts that actually depict aliens in their, their paintings and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and not exactly, like, flying saucers, but, like, things that are hovering in the background. Usually, like, spears or something that are, like, hovering in the background, like, twos or threes or something. Um, but as far as, like, the the overall theory, I mean, it's, it's not wrong, but here's another interesting aspect of that is if the government divulged all their secrets about aliens that, you know, they exist, what does the government lose? They lose control over the people. Mm-hmm. And that's not just our government. It's not the, the American government. That's world governments. Right. So just like you know we have markets for everything we have um we have our regional market our uh united states markets and then we have the global market and everything if you impact the global market it affects everyone but just like with global global governments you know let's say the un decides to to release secrets about ufos then that ruins everything for all the other governments around the, around the world because mm-hmm. then they're divulging, you know, like, okay, there's crafts out there that we don't have any idea where they're from and they possess superior technology. Then it promotes chaos. Right. With the Pentagon releasing their, like, their confirmed footage of UFO, mm-hmm. um, and it was the... What was it like the fifteen minute clip of of them following like two different uh, spacecraft that they have no idea where it, where it came from and then like they just shoot off out of nowhere. One of them travels faster than the the fighter jets can even keep up with, and it completely yeah. dusts them. Well, then the Pentagon later goes on and says, "Okay, you know, like these are just unidentified aircraft, like." We don't we don't know what they are, but they're not otherworldly. We just don't have the technology that these have, and it's just like, so what's gonna be scarier to believe? The fact that there's another another civilization away from Earth that has far superior beings with you know technology that far surpasses us by thousands of years Mm -hmm. or the fact that okay they're like the government just says it's an aircraft right so it could belong to another government Mm -hmm. so let's say china or russia has has the ability to produce planes that go thousands of miles per hour and we're far like they're far superior i feel like it either way is like pretty much admitting that we aren't as superior as we thought we were. Right. And then it gets brushed under. Like, they brush it under as quick as Downplay they could. Downplay it. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, like, they try and discredit, but at the same time, by discrediting, they're trying to... They discredit it by saying that we're inferior to whatever technology that is. Mm-hmm. So, at the same time, it plays better for them for us to think that 
a different country could have the ability to create a craft like that. Because then it gives us hope to catch up to that. Now, if it's alien, then they're, you know, right. it's more far-fetched. With, with another country having the ability to do that, then we can, like, that country is, like, we see them. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can interact with them. You know, we, to, if anything, you know, we could bomb them and destroy them sort of thing. Right. Like, we have the means and the ability to take care of it. But if it's some civilization that we don't even know, we don't know what, it, yeah, what exists and what doesn't. forest and unseen forest. You right. Know. Yes. So, we know that you think aliens are real. What do you think their purpose is, if they have a purpose at all? Um, do you think that there, there is a purpose? Uh, I think... I think their purpose is more to kind of, kind of like overwatchers. You know, there's a theory of, um, there's theories of like what we're actually doing here on, on earth. And like, if, if we're a part of a simulation or, um, like the matrix, yeah, or, you know, other theories like that. There's one theory that's interesting to me and it's the, Nicknamed the fishbowl theory. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, how you... How people put fish in a tank. And they just watch them swim around. See what they do. They put things in the tanks to see how they interact. Mm-hmm. What if an, another higher intelligent being is doing that with us? And like, aliens are the higher intelligent beings? Yeah. I mean... They're all fish. They're looking at us and just seeing how we interact with things around the world. That makes you... <laughs> Think of the saying, there's uh, another fish in the sea, or there's more fish in the sea. It gives a whole new meaning to that saying. Yeah. <laughs> a whole new look. So we're not we're not in a sea that's like forever going. We're we're in a tank that I mean the earth is the tank. I mean it's it's got parameters you live around mm-hmm. and something can be looking over all of us. And, you know, it's like just watching us interact with each other and see how we destroy each other, see how we lift each other up and, you know, just see what weapons we build, see what, like how we use things. So do you think that in our lifetime, the government, because I feel like they've slowly been coming forward with things and slowly releasing things since, what was it, like 2015 where they kind of started releasing military documents that were classified and now they're declassified. Do you think there will ever ever be a time in our lifetime where they release like actual pictures of or actual UFO to the public to be studied? Or do you no. think it will remain classified? No, I think I think that'll really remain classified. They'll give us breadcrumbs here and there. Like um, they've been doing. Yeah. And then only whenever um, only whenever we see something and like hundreds of people see something, will the government come out and say, oh yeah, this belongs to us or this doesn't belong to us. Only whenever... They're forced. They're forced. Like, we have to force their hand. Um, and you know, like, it's an interesting thing as far as like them divulging what they have 
you know, like, you can petition the government uh, to release any information um, as far as uh, to make something public knowledge because it's the Freedom of Information Act, mm -hmm. you know. And, but before they release it, they can go in and anything that's classified, anything that's top secret or that um, talks about a specific person or specific place, they can black that out. So anything that actually gives specific information, they can black it all out. So, so they can release a 300-page memo that all it's like all you can read from it is aircraft unknown spotted, and then that's it. So while I was listening to the podcast the other day, there was another guy on there, and I can't remember his name, but he just made me uneasy the whole time. But anyways, he was talking about there are more things being released and more projects being done, but they're not using the same acronyms that they were using before. So it's harder to discover and harder to find the things that you want to know and the articles that you want to find because they're swapping it up. It's no longer UFO. It's um, UA, UAP. Yes, things like Unidentified that. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. Yes, things yeah. like that. So you have to know what to look for to be able to find it. Yeah, because, I mean, like, the government doesn't want you... I mean, it, it's crazy, too, because if you look, the cover-ups have not only come from the government, but from from big industries and big, like, social media and stuff. Um, if you look at YouTube, and, like, YouTube is now owned by Google. Really? Yeah. So that's why all the ads and stuff, like, have been so corrupting YouTube in the past couple <laughs> years. Um, yeah. You get you get a five minute video and like a thirty second ad in the video. I mean, and it's it's becoming more frequent because you know money. Money, yeah. But but you know with Google, when Google owned like when they first bought YouTube, they started censoring things. Mm -hmm. And just like Facebook does. Yeah, I mean, and you see a bunch of like the really big social media sites and and video streaming services and stuff like that, um, they start censoring things and they start mm -hmm. um, telling you what you can and can't say and how you can say it. And along with that, YouTube came out and in an update, I want to say like two years ago, two or three years ago, um, with their user agreements, they completely banned any use of um, conspiracy theories or um, UFO, like aliens. Really? Yeah, so if you go and type in conspiracy theory into YouTube, mm -hmm. you may find a news story or something like that, but you're not going to find actual conspiracy theories anymore. Wow. Or conspiracy so documentaries. Yeah. I wonder so, why. I wonder if the government paid them to make it so. I mean, like you said, like, money talks and, you know, mm -hmm. like... And knowledge is power. So right. the less knowledge you have, the less powerful. So... Um, and the government wants to hold all that power. So I feel yeah, like it really... I mean, yeah. any, the government can't have, have leaked footage all the time going on the YouTube. Right. And, and that's the main place where it would go, absolutely. Right. So you have, like, 
different, like, you've got MUFON, which mm-hmm. is Mutual UFO um, Network. They, like, they had to edit all of their titles and change them around because... Really? Yeah, because, I mean, like, you can't search aliens on YouTube and actually find, mm-hmm. like... So, like the guy said, he was right. You you got to know what to look for and what to search for because it's under different things. Yeah, so you have a completely different infrastructure now with as far as media and everything else is you can't just openly search things anymore you have mm-hmm. to you have to like figure out what keywords you can put be in be tricky about it and, and almost sneaky to say and that, that's about it. more of a way to cover up like what's going on cover uh, up and control yeah so i mean not only do we have ufos that are coming around like, we now have limited information. About what's going on in our world. And limited sources now that we can go. So, no. In conclusion, no. You don't think the government will ever release, like, actual... No. No. There's there's too much for them to lose if they mm-hmm. said that, okay, you know, like, here's all of the information we have on this. You know, that, that brings up another interesting theory, too, is because, like, one of the... One of the theories behind, like, okay, so this goes a little further into, like, different conspiracy theories, but if you look into, like, the JFK assassination, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's basically been been documented, but, I mean, it's a secondhand document, uh, basically means that somebody heard in the conference, and then they wrote it down, um, so it's a secondary source, but that, you know, the CIA did plant somebody. It wasn't on the grassy knoll. It was underneath a bridge. Um, I mean, it, it's almost like a proven fact now that the CIA uh, conspired and implemented the hit on, wow. on JFK. Mm-hmm. And along with that, you also have the phrase, um, it feels like it's going to rain today. Um, and that, that actually was a keyword used by the CIA Really? Yeah, it was used more than, I want to say it was used around 20 times um, when talking about anything with John F. Kennedy. Hmm. Um, the CIA was keeping tabs on him, and any time they would, they would say, okay, well, it feels like it's going to rain today. That's an assassination plot. Wow. They were talking, they were, they would so use code words to talk about assassinating mm-hmm. the president. Wow. So... And if you look it up, I mean, it, it literally go like, you Google search it, and, like, Google will hit it, like, mm-hmm. almost immediately. And, I mean, it, it's been used in several different shows, like, there's one show called The Blacklist that, and I think it was, like, season seven at some point, um, a guy knows that he's gonna, he's gonna be shot and killed by, like, one of the, the main plot characters. And, like, he goes up to him and says, seems like it's going to rain today. And the guy just acknowledges it. And, Dang. And knows that he's about to get shot. So, I mean, it's it's just one of those things that, like, it, if you know, you know. If mm-hmm. you don't, it just it just sounds like. Doesn't phase you at all. Yeah. Like, it's, just, eh. it's just code words. And, you know, like, and that was taken from. That makes you, like, question so so much more about, like, everything to do with, well, like, the government. Well, it comes to conspiracy and... theories. I mean, 
And then, you know, like, it opens up different worlds, but, you know, bringing it back, like, JFK has been, like, he was on, on record trying to get more information about UFO files. You know, he would openly ask about Roswell. He would openly ask about Area 51. And then people would, like... You think he was killed because of that? I think he was killed because he was pushing for too much information inside right. the government. Because that's whenever uh, the idea of the deep state came around, was around JFK. So, in our time, what do you think, if anything, will be done about aliens or be released about aliens? Do you think that we'll ever learn any more in our time, in our generation? Or do you think the government's just going to deny, deny, deny until, you know... Well, as long as they can possibly. I don't know when it'll happen, but like, I mean, aliens are, are out there. I mean, it's, it's known. And, you know, we've got missions to space. Like, we've got the first people coming back from their trip into space from SpaceX. Um, like, their SpaceX shuttle launched off and they're all coming back down. Um, and this will march, or this will mark, the first like round trip that anybody's taken into space in, in countless years or mm -hmm. ever actually from a private industry shuttle, and then it's the first one that people have actually like paid to get into, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but and they're up with, in orbit right now. Yeah. Wow. Um, but along with that, like, we're also creating you know, Space Force and, yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. And there, and that makes you wonder why, if there's an underlying reason why they created the Space Force. Right. Like, are they planning on trying to attack aliens or do they think aliens are planning on attacking us so that we need a military branch to defend us for that? Well, there's that. And then there's, <laughs> like, there's the, there's a theory that, well, there's a conspiracy theorist that came out and said that uh, the moon actually offers, like, it's made of radioactive material, like, what, um, like, the moon rock and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, actual, like, sand from the moon and ground on the moon has a lot of, like, radioactive properties that we could use the harness as power. So we could use all that stuff as a mining co-op and... With the launching of Space Force and all that, um, they've actually, like, governments have entered into a space treaty where while in space, you can't attack one another, you can't do anything to sabotage one another. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's a complete treaty that, you know, whatever we all mine, we're mining together. Um, and it's like we're a gonna, no man's land almost. Yeah, I mean... I mean, we can harvest stuff from the moon, we can harvest stuff from Mars, from, you know, like, from wherever. I mean, there's abundant resources. And I think that's more of, like, I think it's less of, less of trying to protect us from something, from outer space. But I think it's more of, like, mining materials so that we have uh, more stuff, more resources here on Earth to protect us from people here on Earth. I feel like if they were ever to truly come across something that we could really use and like be able to actually harness it, 
it would create a war. Because I feel like even though we have that treaty, I feel like if it was something like truly significant, there would be a fight for Oh, yeah. And unless, like, yeah. somebody divulges information information from the government, we're never going to know. I yeah. mean, they could already have something now that could just power anything forever, yeah. and we, we have no idea. Yeah. You know, they could take Nikola Tesla's information. You know, most of that stuff was confiscated by the government. And, you know, they can take all that, and, I mean, they could already have something that could harness power. Yeah. You know? We only know what they want us to know. Right. Pretty much. Yeah, you know. Because I feel like with today's, you know, age, if anything is leaked, quote, unquote, um, if anything gets leaked, they could just chalk it up to this person is just crazy. They're just a crazy old, crazy old, you know, conspiracy theorist. This isn't real. Yeah. Like, who's to say you're right or wrong or it is or isn't? Right. We'll never know. Well, I mean, I think there comes a point to where, like, we're going to ask so many questions, and with social media and everything being out there in the open, like, people recording things left and right, mm -hmm. eventually there's going to be a time where we're going to have all this piled up evidence and no answers, and then somebody's going to be forced to give an answer and to divulge more information. But it's not until that point... Is anything going to happen? Yeah. I mean, the government's going to keep everything under wraps and keep us guessing. You know, like, I think people are too focused on things from, like, 60, 70 years ago. Like, Area 51. Like, I don't think that's a active UFO site. Uh, it's a... I feel like it's a study site. Yeah, it's, it's an experimental site. Yes. Um, and then you got... Yeah, other places that aren't even on Google Maps, you know, like they have, um, they have actual, they have actual uh, forts that aren't on Google Maps because, you know, like secret top secret government things that are going on there, and then, you know, like you've got different places that are low key government test facilities, but, you know, they're, they look like corporations and stuff like that, but, you know, we'll never know. Like, it's, it's all a bunch of masks and smoke screens and mirrors. That's a good point. So, with that being said, guys, I would love to hear your thoughts and comments on aliens and other life forces that may be out there. Um, you can drop them down in the, in the comments, shoot us an email, and I just want to tell Dill, thank you so much for being here. And thank you for giving me your time and just divulging in this subject with me. And I hope that I can learn more. Um, maybe an episode two later on. But um, thank you so much. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. And uh, thanks for having me on here. And, uh, you know, live long and prosper.